Yeah, give them a hand. They're going to come back in a little while. They've got to do overtime today. We're going to. We want to. We want to. We, we, we've got a purpose this morning, and we were talking about expectation and uh, expecting things in God, and we want to take that in the context of His presence. That, that, that we're just praying about God's manifest presence, and it's um, it, it's a huge topic, and it's uh, one that we don't learn here, but we learn here. Let me say that you learn in your spirit about the presence of God. We'll learn a little bit in our head, but what I want today is everybody to leave with an actual experience of God's presence. And you know, in his presence, all things are possible. All things are possible. And that's our prayer, that we'll come away today understanding about, yeah, God's presence is what it's all about. And in that presence, my life gets changed. And I come in one door and I go out another. And that's what we just want to do today. We want to look at a couple of scriptures and then we want to understand how to do that. We're going to, we're going to have some time of prayer. We're going to have the worship team come back. We're going to worship for a little while. Because, you know, I was just thinking about... Um, we talked about uh, last couple of weeks, or last week, Pastor Dan really talked um, a great word in Mark 5. And there's the difference between uh, people's expectations. You know, we had Jairus, the, um, the leader who brought his daughter to get healed, but he came with an expectation Jesus, if you could just lay your hands on her, she'll be healed. And she was. And then we saw the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years push through the crowd. If, if only I can touch him, I will be healed. She, she made that declaration to herself. She had an expectation she would be healed. And, and she was. And then in the next chapter, we went to Mark 6 and, and we see in his own hometown, they were just scoffing him. They didn't expect anything and nothing happened. And Dan's profound point that both of them were right. Both of them were right. And if you're here with an expectation today that nothing really happens in the presence of God, then nothing will happen in the presence of God. But let me tell you to switch your expectation to expect that God of all creation, of all time, is here. Is here. And if we meet, if we push in... We'll look at this today because we have to push in. There's a call and we have to push in to experiences. You know, there's an enemy that doesn't want us to push in. There's a crowd that didn't want the lady with the issue of blood to come through. You know, they're like elbowing her. They're pushing. There's an enemy that's elbowing you, pushing you. It doesn't want you to break through today. Today. Maybe you're just new here. Let me understand. Let me tell you... Uh, there's, a, there's a spiritual force that would try to stop your understanding what we're going to speak about and what we're going to experience today. But, but, but hang in there. Come with us. Come with us. We're going to go on a journey quite quickly here this morning. But, you know, th- th- this presence of God, this weird mix of physical and spiritual, but, you know, uh, that has to be. We're, we're spiritual beings, and, and we're, we're physical beings with spirits. And um, so how does the God's spirit meet with us? 
Well, it comes in this way that his presence, his spirit, communicates to our spirit, but there's a physical outworking. There's certain physical triggers that will invoke that spiritual encounter. And so, you know, just as we've got, you know, physical elements like our senses, our hearing, our singing uh, in worship, hearing of the word, vision, we see things in nature that just in trigger, invoke a sense in our spirit that God is real. There's things that we do and there's things that we hear and there's things that we say and there's things that we see that trigger this experience in the spiritual. And so, uh, you know, we come to a place. So this God presence that we're talking about, coming into his presence, um, it can happen individually or can happen corporately. We see a number of examples, very profound examples throughout the Word of God. In the beginning, we saw God walking with Adam in the cool of the garden. God's a spirit. Adam was a physical man, but yet they're walking in the cool of the garden. And, uh, you know, that's, that, that's an example. But I can just see Adam, he's just exploring this garden of Eden. He's just, man, he's just got out, you know, and all these things are created. And he's in it, but, 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 but that's triggered him to walk and talk with his God. And he's having this experience in the garden. We see throughout time, I'm walking around this thing, sorry. <laughs> I think they're just confused because I said, I don't want it, then I said, I did want it. And then, anyway, it's there. Um, and so we see throughout time, and uh, Jesus, we see in, in the garden of Gethsemane. We're going to look at that little scripture in a minute. But he's walking and talking with his Father. God the Father in spirit, Jesus in his physical body. So there's this manifestation, there's this spiritual encounter. God's presence was there. And we see an outcome from that. You see, there's always an outcome when you get into the presence of God. There's always an outcome. And that's why we want this to be. Not as a side thought, not as a, you know, maybe we do it, like, you know, do we put that on the cake? No, this is the whole reason we do church, is that we can come into the presence of God, into his presence. You know, we've, um, personally, um, I'm an early morning guy, (laughs) pretty early. Well, it's kind of late, like from the day before, but uh, (laughs) I'm early, whatever. And I get up, and I was up this morning, and it was, it was about four o'clock or something. I don't know. But there's a bit of, hmm, New South, yeah. <laughs> That's about three your time. But the sun was sort of starting to come up. There was a bit of light in the sky. Well, there were stars, but whatever. <laughs> but there was light, and there's a little cool breeze. And, and, and you know, I, I just go out, and there's these... You know, those birds that <laughs> really early birds? Early birds? Yep. And me. But God was there. But I'm up early. And I'm walking and I'm talking with God. You know, and uh, for two reasons. One, I had to preach this morning. And <laughs> but I'm seeking God. I'm seeking God for stuff. So I, 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 you know, I stand at a precipice like we all do. 
as people here today, you need to really push in. You need to break through. You need to get with God because you've got stuff going down and it's hard. It's big. I'm standing there and this is, this is true. It's pretty funny, but anyway. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm talking to God. I'm saying, I'm thinking all the dumb things I've done. You know that, that song? I've done all the dumb things, you know that one? Yeah, they write about me. I'm thinking all these dumb things. And I'm thinking, God, you can't use me. I'm, I'm just a clown. I'm just a clown. That, I don't know why that picture came into my mind. Krusty the clown. And you know what God said? He said, yes, you are. <coughs> but he said, you're my clown. Come on, let's tell me there's a chance. He said, you're my clown. And I said, what do you mean? I wasn't looking for that answer. But I'm having this dialogue with God. And I come out the other side, not thinking I'm a clown. Well, knowing that I'm a clown. How about that? How good's that? Confidence. <laughs> Confirmation. But it tells me, yeah, clowns have a purpose. Clowns are there to entertain, bring attention to stuff, take people away from the bull, or take the bull away from people. Clowns have a purpose. Yeah. You're right. I'm a good clown. I'm a purposeful clown. But I didn't leave feeling bad. I left feeling good. I had an encounter with God. I got in God's presence. Stars, the breeze, changing the season, stupid birds. <laughs> but I'm in the presence of God. And you know, I had to decide to go there. God's always calling us. But I had to make the decision to get up and go out the door and to look to the stars and, and to make my way into that conversation with God. I don't want you to make it sound simple, but it is that simple, yet that profound. See, when Jesus walked in the early hours with his father, he, he was facing hanging on the cross and he had to get through that precipice Moses climbed to the mountaintop and met with and spoke with God he came into the physical presence of God and uh, he had to he had two million people following him <laughs> and he wasn't sure where he's going and so he was in a bit of a pickle and, and so he needed to get in the presence of God to get direction he needed to get in the presence of God to get a confirmation that he was a good clown too. And that, you know, he'd done dumb things. And, and, and But God came, he came out of that with this great direction. He came out of this like, okay, he had a couple of tablets with writing on it. Okay, he didn't go in that door, he came out with a book. How good is that? You know, but um, then there's corporate settings. The guys in the upper house waiting on the Holy Spirit to fall. 
they're there with intention. Jesus had told them, hey, hang out together, wait, it's coming. And they did. So they're in looking for it and it comes. The presence of God falls. Speaking in tongues, miracles, fire on the head. How good's that? That's a good one. Manifestations. They're real. We're Pentecostals. We actually believe in the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It means we speak in tongues. We believe in miracles. We, we prophesy. We do all sorts of silly things. And I won't name the rest of them, Chris Wise, because <laughs> I don't think they're t- typical Pentecostal things. But anyway, but so, so stuff happens when the spiritual meets the physical. And we believe. We can expect it not to happen and, yep, you'll be right. Or we can expect it to happen and it will. You know, how do we get into the presence of God? There's a call from God to you to come into his presence. We see examples in Matthew 11:28. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am a gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, You know, all the examples I see uh, in the Bible and even in my own encounters, (laughs) it's just upside down. My, My yoke is easy, my burden is light. And we're going through crap. <laughs> and that's all breaking out. The whole world's... Full. But you know what? We come out the other side and that's our experience. Hey, yeah, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. I'm walking on air. I've met with my God. i met with my Father in this place. No, I'm not your dadder. <laughs> James 4.8 says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. You know, who's the first in that step? You are. You draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to bust down your door, grab you by the throat. Come on, come into my presence. No, he says, come. He's gentle. He says, come. He looks into your eyes. He says, come. Come to me. Come into my presence. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. In that he says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You're double-minded. You know what? I think that scripture is for us who have known him for a long time. This is what's happened to you. He says, come on. Forget those sinful things again. Why are you doing that again? Why are you double-minded? Why do you go and say one thing in church and then you come away and you believe this? He says, come to me. Draw near to me. Draw near to me. And in that, we'll get complete healing. We'll get completely clear of these things. We'll get breakthrough. You know, we live in the double-minded. We put foots in each cat. Foots. (laughs) Clown! Well, clowns, you got the, the big shoes, you know? <laughs> we, bet, we put a foot in each camp. We come in here, we praise him, and we go out there and we curse someone on the road. We get in the office, stuff gets on us. 
You know why? Because our experience in here hasn't been close in his presence to dynamically change us, to to change us significantly. We come in and we have a taste. We come in and we just do the thing. I think God really wants to speak to, yeah, new people who don't know him, but he really wants to talk to all of us who have been doing this church thing forever. Have we lost the passion for the presence of God? Have we lost the taste of it? Do we even remember it? Today, what our prayer is today, that this will be the first in the beginning. All right. See, even Jesus had the call to move forward. Mark 14 says, Then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and they began to be troubled deeply and distressed. Jesus is in a big hard space here. He's knowing what's going down. My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. Then he went a little farther. See, he's going closer to his father. That was father with an R, but he's going farther to father, if you know what I mean. Uh, But he's going closer. He's taking another step. He had to do that. He had to decide to go further towards his father. That's better. Further towards his father. I should have rewritten this. Ooh, that, that's a sin. And prayed out, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Boom. Where did he get that revelation? In the presence of his Father. All things are possible for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I was so troubled to get here. Yeah. I almost didn't come here. But now I'm here. Yeah. All things are possible with you. All things are possible. Take this cup away from him. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Boom. Revelation, being in Father's presence, and then an action. I'm going. I'm going forward. Thank goodness he did. We wouldn't be here today. This is a challenge to you and me. And this is, I want to put this, I'll get the, a band to start coming up, if you will, because we're going to enter into time of worship again. But it says, in Second Chronicles 7.14, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. There's a number of steps in there. We've spoken this scripture so many times, but this is the call to each one of us. Those who know him and those who don't know him. He says this, If my people, called by my name, will humble themselves. We're about to walk into the presence of God. We're about to worship. We're about to make a physical step towards God. And the thing that will stop you from joining in and it stops you every week is that you won't humble yourself you're either distracted by the world or you're just too cool for school or you're just I've done it, I don't need to do it there's lots of reasons but it boils down to pride I don't need to do that I need to humble myself we all do
we have to humble ourselves. Not only do we have to humble ourselves, but we've got to pray. Pray, God. Seek my face. Do you know what that means? When we're praying, look for the face of God. It, it, it sounds weird, but what we're trying to do is see what's on his face. And as we see his face, this is, this, is, this is a great spiritual, physical dynamic here. As we see his face, we'll see the love he has for us. And that's the, that's the key. That's the key. As I stood under the stars this morning looking to God, and I see his face, and he loves me. He actually loves me. Even though I am a clown, he loves me. And he loves you. And as you pray and you seek his face and you see he loves you, that is the moment of, of, of eternal comfort. That is a moment of release. That is the moment when the fears go. That's the anxiety's gone. That drops off when we seek his face. We come into his presence. It's not just about song and, and it's not just about lights. It's about seeing the face of God. You. He knows you by name. He knew you before you were born. He knows that... I was going to say a number of hairs on your head. Sorry about that. A few of you. That didn't take him long to count. That one. I love that. I might be grey, but I've got plenty of it. I'm 60 now. I should grow up a bit, shouldn't I? Hey, I should start to be serious. But there's this wonderful thing when we come into God's presence, we see His face. You have to push through, you have to break through. This isn't easy. This isn't easy. All the thoughts, all the thoughts of past and stuff you did all the way back last night even. God's word tells us, just come, just come. Just come into my presence. I love what Moses did. Moses had this checkered background. He's brought up in a royal home. He goes out and kills a couple people. Then he runs away and hides. And God comes and gets him. He's come and got you and me, hasn't he? He's come and got you and me might not have done it bad as Moses but he had a job and had a purpose for Moses had a purpose for you we have a statement that we speak to our community that God loves you and he's a purpose for your life let me remind you congregation that God loves you and he has a purpose for your life and unless you get that right in your spirit you're not going to be able to share it with many people today when we go into his presence pray that you would rediscover that then Moses said to the Lord see you say to me this is up on the mountaintop Moses come into his presence and we see this come you say to me bring up this people but you have not let me know whom you will send with me yet you have said I know you by name and you have also found grace in my sight now therefore I pray if I have found grace in your sight Show me now your way that I may know you and that I might find grace in your sight and consider that in that this nation it is your people. 
And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. He's standing there before God. He's got all sorts of trouble down under the hill. He's making some statements, God knows, as we do. Found we make statements to God. He's gracious. Oh, really? Oh, okay. He says, my presence will go with you. My grace is with you. That's what I want us all to discover afresh today as we come into worship. Moses really got it. Moses even says this to God, if your presence doesn't go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how will we be known that your people, that we are your people and I have found grace in your sight unless you go with us? So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. That's my prayer today. I wonder if we could just stand up. We're going to just, uh, Ben's going to lead us in worship in a moment, and uh, I would just invite people to come, just as you feel. We want to pray. For people but you know the praying and the laying out of hands that's that's part of it the worship and the music is part of it um, the whole atmosphere is part of it and it's real but this, the centerpiece of this is where's your heart right now where is your heart right now 